Jesus and the Sock. Did you know that at last count, there were 5 million podcasts with over 75 million episodes between them available in 150 different languages? And of all of that choice, you're listening to the Johnny and Shaner Punk Rock Dadcast. Coming to you from a basement in Brooklyn, Ontario, which is a suburb of Oshawa, Ontario, which is a suburb of Toronto, Ontario. Have you started questioning your choices yet? There's a lot of editing going on. Uh, yeah, such is life. So uh, this will air in about 18 weeks when I finally get around to it. Um, <laughs> so you're slow welcome. city too. <laughs> welcome, Will, to the show. This to is Johnny and Shader Punk Rock Dadcast. You might be familiar with our works from outside of uh, Pops a couple weeks ago when uh, you had kindly invited us to join in front of uh, the store for Convergence Fest. What a success that was. It was, you have fun? Yeah, we had a ton of fun. How about you? Uh, uh, well, I was in the shop the whole day, busy. Um, so, um, so you had absolutely no fun whatsoever. No, it was amazing. There's so many people coming by. It was great. It was, uh, it was a really good day. I was just, uh, what time did I start at? Like, whatever, 11 o'clock in the morning when people were setting up outside. Um, I didn't even, like, I didn't even, like, Got anything to eat until ten o'clock that night. I couldn't even take a break. It was so busy. Yeah. So, and of course, I think I, I think I ran across the pizza mono like when I finally set everything up and had a quick break. Seems to be my diet is basically chicken wings, pizza, and beer. Yeah. Uh, you know when I'm um, on the go most days. Uh, yeah, so it was it was so busy in the shop that every time I went to take a break, like I'd say to like the staff, I'd be like. I'm heading out, I'm going to grab something to eat. And then I'd see somebody and I'd start talking to them. And then I'd look in and then the place would be packed. And I felt like I'd have to go back in to help out, you know, and uh, which is fine. It's no big deal. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it was uh, probably about 10 o'clock. And uh, I think Richard Sumner, I think Richard has like 70 King, the old Janosh. And he was walking by with a pizza and I got talking to him and, and he was like, do you want to have my pizza? And I was like, I think I might have to. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you were only on our, our show for about 30 seconds there because you were busy. I don't oh, even think he came on. on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, no, I think he did. I did for Is a second, like about 30 seconds. For a quick second, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that was really fun. And uh, Shane, weren't you talking to Ed the Sock earlier this week about bringing back uh, Speaker's Corner? Kind of like uh, our... Ed's uh, Corner. That's going yeah. right. I tried, yeah. Just set it up as an ATM machine and see how many people try to break into it. Yeah. No, but I mean, no, I was I was talking more like social media wise, like TikTok videos or whatever, right? YouTube videos. Yeah. Just hashtag Ed, Ed's corner. Our attention span is so few that we just I mean, that's probably the best way to do things nowadays, isn't it? Where's Ed? So Ed the Sock, is he, is he, um, floating? I was going to say floating around. He always floats around. Is he, um, does he have a show or something? 
I don't yeah, know. he's on he's on ninety four nine The Rock, uh, the all night show every night Monday to Friday after midnight. Oh, okay, all uh, right, yeah. So he came on our show. Uh, I don't know, about a month ago, maybe episode, longer. Episode twenty seven, I think. Yeah, he uh he joined us in the basement here, and uh, and afterwards we proceeded to get very drunk and uh, called into his show afterwards. Oh my God, Amari, can you can you can you just imagine a hammered sock? Uh, well, well, no, he, no, he, no. He, we, we were calling into his show. Soaking wet. Yeah. He'd be soaking wet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that scar of his would be drooping all the way down. He drank red the whole time us. he was here. He didn't have any. Uh, he didn't have any alcohol. Uh, well, He's matter. a dry sock. A dry sock. They're kind of the but best. But a dirty sock. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, his hygiene was impeccable. I was. Uh, I was very impressed. Yeah. Well, was yeah, he was a super nice guy. Actually, don't let him know that. We know that. <laughs> you know, it is it is one of those things that it, it may work the idea of a speaker's corner and, you know, the YouTube shorts. And he could just do like little quick clips of people. And, uh, you know, uh, he does quick in the street interviews or, or stuff like that. It might work for him. I well, think so. It, uh, what was it? Queen and John in Toronto was uh, the one speaker's corner. There were two or three of them weren't there. I don't so, know. I remember the so ones. So speaking of Queen and John, um, this week on on Cone's Cave, who's going to be our next guest? It's Cone from Sum Forty One. Nice. Uh he has he has Russ from Good Riddance, and Russ actually dated one of the DJs from Much Music, and Russ from Good Riddance sings a song called Queen and John. Let's see, who do you know? Yeah, it's, I know a lot of stuff. It's Nardwater in the flesh over here. Yeah, who even knows this stuff, man? It's mad, right? Yeah. Jane's got so much history about the punk rock community. I'm so thrilled to have him on, uh, you know, as my counterpart over here. He's only, what, six or seven years older than me, but he's got, Jesus, probably 20 extra years of history on on the punk rock scene. Could you imagine if we had... uh, uh, a Queen and John corner somewhere in downtown Oshawa where you could just go up to the the ah. kind of shit that you would see. Yeah, I don't know. Can you can you say that we probably have like a whole bunch of like you know Queens and Johns? Can you say that these days? I'm not sure. Can you even say? Can you say that? Um, you know, we got we got 44 Bond. That is that is our our history right there. Yeah, I guess so. What's 44 Bond? The old dungeon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I was. Um, I guess this is just like free, free flow, right? So I was, I was in the new place the other day. Yeah. yeah. I went to get a tour, and um, and it's uh, it's kind of like it's it's weird and interesting um to see it as the same space. But uh, and and in some way like not reimagined, but just like cleaned up, and you know what I mean. So it's um. Is it a little more upscale? No, no. Um, you know, I mean, maybe at some point you'll have the uh, the dudes on on this to get like all the details of it. Um, but he's so far they've kept the entranceway. So when you walk down, you're still walking down the grungy outdoors. Right, because they were talking about actually changing that. 
yeah, no, keeping that. And um, uh, here, I have, wait, I don't know whether you can do this or not. I'm going to move my computer, and then you guys tell me if you can see this. That's that's not not really, but oh, nice. Whoa! What? Did you see that? Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Sick gave it to me. Nice. He tore it off the door. He's had it for ages yeah. and he get rid of it. And I was like, don't throw that out. I want it. So I got to get it framed and stuff. But uh, you going to put it in your shop? Hmm? You going to put it in your shop? No, I'm keeping all that shit for myself, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know, no, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I got a few bits and pieces from. Uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, so Mickey gave it to me, which was cool. Kyle Kornick wanted it. We were kind of bidden, but Mickey gave oh, it to yeah. me, which was cool. Will, um, do you know who has the old Velvet Elvis sign now? Yeah, Mickey has it. It's her that has it, isn't it? Mickey has it, yeah. Does she, yeah. Where does she live? Somewhere on like Stacy Avenue or something? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if she was Brandon's old um, landlord, because he used to live in a basement yeah. and in the backyard. Yeah, was, Brandon, my drummer, Brandon Savage. And yeah, it was somewhere uh, in the backyard. They were the basement. They were. Uh, they were the. Um, yeah, he was a tenant. He was their tenant. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, think he remembers that. This is like, um, what is this like? It's like show and tell or something like that. Let me see. Hold on a second. Yeah, I'm in my basement. Yeah. We need to give you a GoPro. <laughs> oh, the bust. That's the Elvis bust. Yeah. You got uh, the old Elvis bust. Really? Yeah. Keep all that. Keep all that uh, stuff. And um and I also have in my garage um the actual Velvet Elvis. The painting. Uh, yeah. Uh I was looking after all that stuff for uh for Lisa, I had it when I was um, when I was booking the hub, right? And we were bringing yeah. bands in, and we had hung it up. And then uh, I wasn't there one night, and some kids came in and decided they were, I think they were like hip hop artists or something like that, and they decided that they were just going to trash it. So they took it off the wall and broke the frame, you know? So Shameful. yeah, so we don't have the frame on it, but I do have the actual uh, Elvis, uh, Velvet Elvis, and. Um, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of other it's, stuff. It's a shame when graffiti's good, but it's just done poorly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's all uh, there's all that stuff that's floating around, and I think it's um, one of the things having this ongoing conversation. I have a whole bunch of stuff. I never used to bother about any of this stuff back in the day when I was doing like the Woolly Toucan in, in the nineties, and and I was yep. booking the dungeon when it first opened, and uh, I never kept any of that stock uh, at yep. all. Um, well, you didn't know what kind of history it would really create when you're yeah, in the middle of it and you're just yeah, pissing yeah. away the hours. Yeah, you know, like you don't really realize. It's only later if somebody comes to you and they're like, oh my God, I used to like wait for the Willie Toot to come out. And, you know, it was great because it was the only way we knew what was going on in the clubs and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it, it turns out that it had value. Um, and now I'm kind of realizing that all this other stuff that does have value, we should we should keep. So yeah, so Mickey has the, the Velvet Alba sign, right? And we're going to, you know, we got to figure out a way of archiving these things. And uh, so I'm having a couple of conversations with, with people um, about it. Um, I think it would be kind of cool if we had some sort of like, you know, quote unquote, Oshawa 
Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, an actual place you could go to um, that would have some artifacts in it. Um, yeah, we did. I was thinking about something like that the other day, Will. Something like a pop-up type thing. Where we could basically archive these things, yeah. store yeah. them somewhere, bring them out every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like an Oshawa punk rock museum. Yeah, man. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, why not? Right? We just got to find a, 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 a location for it. You know, I mean. Are you aware of the uh, Vegas uh, punk rock museum that just opened up recently? Me? No. 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 Actually, uh, Dave Brownstown. Uh, this is a no effects effort. Oh, is that what uh, he was posting from? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you might have seen that. Yeah, he actually was a tour guide for about four tours or something like that. I mean, all, all those guys. This is the mecca for those guys, right? So they're going in and they want to be a part of it and they go and sign some shit and walk people through and, you know, they probably get paid very little to actually do it. But, you know, it's a huge part of history, especially in the first couple of you know, weeks and months of it opening, which, uh, I mean, who knows how long that sort of thing's going to happen. It's in Vegas. It's like, you know, the, where's the where's the big one? In, uh, is it Chicago House of Blues or wherever? Uh, big rock, uh, rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Is it Chicago? Uh, Cleveland. Is it Cleveland, I think? Cleveland? Ohio? It starts oh, yeah, with Cleveland. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, me and my dad. That's uh, that's his bucket list uh, before he goes. He's, he turned 60 this year. So uh, I only just started riding a motorcycle about nine years ago, but he's been riding one his pretty much his whole life, but took a break, you know, when having kids and stuff like that. So he's actually just getting back on that horse. A couple of years from now, that's what we want to do. We want to go down and uh, check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't think I'll ever do that all the way to Vegas. That's a, that's a hefty little never ride. Know, but, uh, never know. You can do the whole Route 66. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my dad did that. Yeah? On a motorcycle? Yeah, he went down there and rented. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice. Man. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a very fair weather rider. I don't like to get in any trouble. When I was a kid uh, on the back of a Honda 50, and I think that's the uh, that's closest I've gotten uh, to it. Yeah? Yeah. Not, you know, not that I've got any problem with it whatsoever, you know, just never really, to me, it seems uncomfortable, you know, like yeah. I mean, if you really sit inside a car and drive somewhere, you know, the idea of, of, uh, of being, you know, of one with the elements or the wind in your face and like feeling the cold and the breeze and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's funny. I actually been writing a song about the runner's high. I never yeah, got it. I never yeah. really had the runner's high, you know, how you run and, you know, they get high and they like, you know, really like, yeah, the, yeah exactly. I'm like, but I don't yeah. get it. Just like most people don't get, you know, being on a motorcycle, but I get being on a motorcycle. I like that high, but I never got the runner's high. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I'm bagging on the pounds. I, you know, yeah, I don't get it. I, I just found out. Any high out of it. Yeah. I you just found out two nights ago that Johnny has heated handlebars. <laughs> I do. I have heated handlebars on my motorcycle. Are you got like have you got like one of those big speakers too? So that'll drown. No, no, it's not energy. like that. This is no. this is more of a hidden feature that just kind of makes riding a little bit more comfortable. Even though I'm only what did I just do? 37. I've got arthritis. <laughs> At my age. 
So it's a little bit more. It, it just gives me that extra month of riding. Mm -hmm. So. Carter was sixty. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was a young. I actually have an older sister too. I'm one of five kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dad turned sixty this year. Yep. Well, your kids got to be up there, haven't they? You you got Owen, and you got you have more than one kid. Owen's not my kid. Okay. Owen's How old are you? I'm almost sixty. Almost sixty. Yeah. So there you go. So I'm as old as your old man. I, I guess so. That makes me an old man. So. You know what's great though? He, my my younger brother is also a musician. Uh, only the two of us out of five in our family that have actually, you know, continued on with it past high school. And uh, he comes to all of our shows that he can't. If he's able, he's there. He always makes it. Even though, like, he lives in uh, Windsor now. But my brother lives in Kitchener and I'm living here. And any show that we have, he's always there. Very supportive dad. My, yeah, Tim, Tim, my brother, my drummer brother. Yeah. If dad can make it, he's always at a show. I was in Kitchener. He's a rock and roller. Yeah. I was in Kitchener on the weekend for the, I don't think I'd ever been, I haven't been to Kitchener in like 20 years. And um, it's cropping up in my conversations, oddly enough, this week. And uh, took a walk around our downtown. Uh, they, I think they got a venue like called The Hub or something. Um, oh, yeah. There's a lot of money in Kitchener. Uh, and, uh, it's a it's a nice little downtown. It's like cool narrow streets. Like the streets are like only two cars wide. Yeah. And, um, lots of public art, and you know, it's, it's um it's very clean. You know, obviously yeah. it's got social issues like everywhere else. Yeah. Um, but there seems to be uh yeah a lot of money going into it. it looks like so yeah it's cool. Yeah, yeah it nice. seems to be. Uh, my mom lives in Kitchener, uh, right downtown actually, very very downtown. Um. Uh, she works at the Grand River Hospital, and it's a, actually a 10-minute drive away from where she lives, but she's right downtown. Uh, her place has a little community garden and stuff. Like, you know, it's like a little complex of houses. She rents a whole house there, which is uh, really nice for her because any anytime any of us bring the kids, she's got plenty of room for us, <laughs> which has been good. Your drink is always there. He's just getting a beer. He doesn't know where to find him. He hasn't been here. This is season two, so he hasn't been here in eight weeks. Figure out where the beer is. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he's 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 going to take a piss. The bathroom is literally right up up above my head. So this is going to be funny. It's okay. So we probably mute. We should probably mute. Ah, you can't hear it that bad. It's not. It's not as bad as I make it out to be. No. Uh, let me see if I can take you through a walk. Hold on. I hope I don't lose you. Oh, no, I can't. I'm tethered into this machine. That's all right. While he's away, what does um, what does, what Shane's connection with 94.9? Is it like his dad runs it or his dad's a DJ? Or what's his, what's his connection? I think his dad's kind of a sales guy. And uh, Shane has been working for 94.9 for about 19 years as their graphic designer, their lead graphic designer. So he's done their website. Uh, the beer cans he made their um, designs for all the uh, AV sort of stuff. When what's, his, he, uh, what's his dad's name? Steve. Oh, okay. All right, I met him. All right, yeah. Steve so yeah. yeah. We were um, we were just in the studio briefly tonight, 
Lee was working, but um, the uh, the Green Day tickets went on sale today. Excellent. And I'm a huge fan. So uh, I bought some tickets this afternoon on the pre-sale because the tickets don't actually open up until Friday. And then not 10 minutes later, there was a radio contest and uh, it was on uh, 1021 on the edge because 94.9 was playing shit. So I turned it and um, they were having this contest and, you know, okay. So right now, if you're listening to uh, the rock, Ed will say some uh, green day lyrics and then you have to decipher what the song is, call into the radio station and, you know, tell them the song and they'll give you free tickets or whatever. So the raw, uh, sorry, the edge was doing something similar, but uh, the uh, DJs were gargling milk while, um, while trying to say Green Day lyrics. What did they say? Uh, Dariyoki. They were calling it Dariyoki. 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 It was horrible. Dariyoki. We were. It was. It was very cringeworthy. But uh, we were driving, and I actually knew the lyrics to the song. And like they had like thirty people call in, and uh, they all got it wrong. And uh, I called in, I got in right away. I told them the name of the song before I even introduced myself, and they said, "Finally, somebody got the song, and I won the tickets." Right after I just went and paid for the tickets, <laughs> I already bought the tickets fifteen minutes before that. And yeah, Shane was in the car. He was like, "How did you get through? First try, have the song, and you got the tickets right away." Uh, and weirdly, you know, Shane. Uh, I think it's a bit of a fix, but it, man. Actually, he, well, he's the he's at ninety four nine, and I won them from one zero two one. Well, you know, radio they're, people go. Radio people don't, man. He well, they're not they're not affiliated whatsoever. I don't know. No. They're don't they're know. Uh, they're contenders. Yeah. It was a very honest win, but I'm used to that. I. I've been winning radio stuff for, I don't know, probably the better part of 20 years. I got horseshoes up my ass, Will. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, don't we all? Uh, let me ask you, Shane. Um, were you, because I just, I'm, I met your dad like uh, a couple of times. Yeah. Um, when I was doing like OMAs and stuff. So I think I was talking to your dad um, because I don't think you and I really kind of have met uh, too much over the years. Um, so especially considering you like grew up in the dungeon and you're all part of that scene and, and whatever. Yeah. Um, so the next generation uh, on the rock, do you, were you looking after that for a while? No, uh, Lee, Lee Equi takes all the uh, submissions. Yeah. But it's uh, Christian Tana that is the host. Okay. All right. So it used to be uh, Brian Monkars. Yeah. I'm talking maybe... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's got to be like pre-COVID, maybe um, 2019, 2018 or something. Must have been because I was going in and I was doing a lot of um, trying to get uh, um, a sponsorship for the OMAs, right? And uh, so okay. I received quite a lot, you know, about it. And um, and obviously Doug has, and then Adrian works there. I don't know if she still works there or not. Uh, but I remember some some guy came in and and Steve was introducing him. And I, and I think maybe it might have been you, um, as as being uh, like a bit of a talent scout. You know, for you know what? The next generation, um, so like band, like like picking bands or at least having some input or something. So, yeah. Uh, my my brother is also a sales rep. Okay, so maybe that's what it and was. I know. I think he was gonna give you a call. Yeah. Uh, his name's Dustin. Okay. Dustin McCauley. I think he was gonna try and reach out to you. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we should try and uh, revisit that conversation. I think there's um, we've come out the other side of a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of movement in uh, in the city. Um, there's a lot of focus on music. Um, a lot of interest in music. People seem to be coming out to shows, which is great. And um, and For I sure. think there's that opportunity to uh, to kind of like expand on those platforms, you know, and and try and get some more yeah um, sort of local. I was courses. I was even thinking. Like uh, even like during like Cohen's cave because Cohen comes into your shop all the time. He's coming yeah. from what he tells me when he's in yeah. the, in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's always uh he's always playing records on the radio. Yeah, yeah. He's uh yeah he's got good taste. I've listened to his show and uh, I made a we had a, we had a good chat about it one time when he came in. And, yeah, uh, yeah. He's uh it's cool. I'm waiting for uh, I'm waiting for the brown sound to come in. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to come into the shop. Uh, well, hey, yeah. if you if you ever want to, uh, you know, sponsor the Johnny and Shane or Punk Rock Deadcast, <laughs> just just throw us a record once in a while. Actually, <laughs> Shane's gonna play a record that uh, he picked up from the shop when um, when we were in. I was gonna ask you about this one. Oh, your Lexus on fire. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, man. yeah, for sure. I, I but I've never seen this one before. Oh yeah, it's been around. Yeah, yeah. Has it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's been around. Yeah, I think it's early. Oh. I think it's early. Of course, like obviously they're all like they're kind of a dungeon associated band. I'm pretty sure Alexis and Fire would have played the the dungeon. Uh, you know what? I got they they have played the dungeon. I yeah. actually have on my Ontario Punk Facebook page. There's an old flyer of them playing the dungeon. Yeah. I actually saw them at the Uxbridge Legion. There was it was called Six Bucks for Six Bands. Yeah. Um, I also lived in St. Catharines for two years, uh, when I was like 20. Uh they used to be called Plan Nine, and I saw them as Plan Nine. And I can go back further, and yeah. and and the drummer used to play in a band called Chapter One. And chapter one, I put on a show with chapter one in yeah. Niagara Falls. Was, I can um, go wait. I can go back on so much history from my pub rock days. Oh, I think we. I think we. We. We should like do a proper sit down because, like I said at the beginning of all this, like I think there is an interest in kind of documenting these stories and getting this stuff actually, you know, down. I've interviewed and chatted with like the guys from Wednesday from the seventies, and then like Christmas and Ringo's from like the sixties. And I would have liked the opportunity coming up, like the chat with the Killer Dwarfs and kind of get their stories, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then obviously stuff that's within our time frame, you know, Cup to Duke and Anagram and stuff like that, uh, we know about. And um, But even like a lot of the punk stuff, for me, I, I was raising kids while the dungeon was kind of going. So yeah. I wasn't there too often, but I was there enough, you know, to, to know it and see it. And then when I started writing again, I guess maybe like, about 2003 2004 um i started writing for for the for the this week newspaper like the weekly weekly column and uh a lot of the stuff we would have been writing about was like bands who were coming through there was one band was it i hate sally i think is that, is that a band yeah 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 yep, 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 yep. Right? um yep i hate like sally hardcore. they were amazing I, like I have those. a couple other cds yeah and uh yep. and then uh there was another one uh the kathleen turner overdrive yeah, which were a Coburg band, and yep. of course 
I'm so out of the loop. I didn't even know that was like a Simpson reference. I had no idea. I've never watched The Simpsons. So I didn't get the reference. I just thought it was an amazing band name. I think Blame Thrower, by the way, is one of the best band names as well. And um, but anyway, Kathleen, I was like, oh my god, I have to write about this band because it's like an amazing. Uh, there is there is also um, sewing sewing with Nancy became yeah. the reason. Oh and, really? And and when the reason was playing a show, I tweeted to them if they were going to play any song with Nancy. And they said, never bring Song with Nancy up ever again. <laughs> and uh, 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 like a few months ago, yeah. I was on uh, Apple Music and they have the whole Song with Nancy on Apple Music and Spotify. And they told me never to bring them up again. <laughs> but I used to have a Song with Nancy t-shirt and everything. But, but yeah, they're the reason. There was a lot of stuff that came out of that, man. There was like there was like a really, really good scene. And yeah. um, actually, uh, you should check it out. Part of that Nick, uh, right? who we had on the podcast, what episode 20, we were at the dungeon. Nick James, Nick made a big, like, uh, brainstorm looking poster, and I, I can't, it's just like the dungeon in the middle, and then all. Bands that we kind of remembered and what bands sparked off of those bands and everything like that. I'll send that to you, Will, because uh, you could actually... yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have that somewhere, Shane? I should. Yeah, I'll find it. It's in our group chat. Because you know what? Honestly, everybody we bring into the show could probably add three or four bands to that, and that's just going to look like a, I don't know, an amoeba after a certain amount of time. It's going to look fantastic. Yeah. So, so going back to your pop-up uh, Oshawa Punk Rock Museum. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. can drag a lot of bands into this just for one day. I see you've got a uh, a KISS poster behind you there, Will. Uh, it's not a poster, actually. It's a uh, it's a photograph of them when they played the um, Oshawa. When they oh, really? The, yeah, the GM Center. Yeah, it's by uh, Jason uh, Liebridge. Uh, oh, what was that when uh, Luchik was behind it? Which one? Robert Luchik? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The asshole that went crazy? Um, I was, uh, when I had the vault um, downtown, the, the art gallery I had for like about a year, uh, we were doing exhibits. And uh, and then Jason, who's a photographer for Metroland, um, gave me a couple of photographs of, of stuff that you know bands and stuff like that to show um there's also if i turn this around and kind of tilt it there's a johnny reed uh right above my head right oh yeah oh, wow. um, no, i was gonna say about the kiss crownlands are opening up for them on their tour right now you know it's a, it's a, it's amazing right and then if you look above the kiss see that photograph that's that's matt manser took that photograph and yeah. it's up uh, Glenn Matlock at the Atria. Wow. Oh, cool. And anybody who knows punk knows Glenn Matlock. And I love the photograph when Matt was was showing me it. And I was like, oh, my God, Matt. I love, like, oh, my God, I've got to have a copy of it. Because if you look at his eyes, he looks like the saddest, most despondent man you've ever, ever yeah. seen. <laughs> because he's like Glenn Matlock and he's playing the Atria in Oshawa and I was like I've got to have that photograph so Matt was very nice and printed it up and gave me gave me a framed copy so uh, yeah man there's a you know a few bits and pieces that I just sort of keep up around here so I just uh, saw a post from uh, I think it was from Chris Boneless that uh, well, they just had 
what they're doing over there uh, at the atria nowadays. But, uh, you know, the bands, they swore off playing there ever again. Just want to into that place again, unfortunately. Every time we've ever played them, same story. Didn't get paid. So we stopped playing there. We were not, this whole thing that you've been talking about uh, randomly is completely and totally broken up. Um, so I, I didn't get anything what you were saying, except I obviously know. That's it. Um, and that's okay. You know, um, things are, you know, whatever things are what they are in this town and um everybody gets to make their own decisions and oh you know what that that's because i have a countdown timer here that says remaining meeting time one minute and 15 seconds are we, are we getting kicked out i think we're getting kicked out <laughs> wow you're gonna have to uh, one, one of these days i'm gonna have to upgrade to pro but this is supposed to be a free podcast so uh until next time. <laughs> oh, it was uh, we'll keep it short and sweet today, Will. It's so awesome chatting with you, Will. Our first, uh, Man, we should uh, let's uh, let's schedule it properly. We'll do it again properly. Yeah, you come here next time. <laughs> as long as it's not fucking freezing rain. <laughs> this is the preview for uh, the better version of what we're going to record in the future. You should just you should just come down to the shop. Bring the podcast down to the shop, and we'll do it. We can do that. We can absolutely do that. We'll have to do it after hours. We'll get yeah. the speaker stands. Yeah, that's all right. But then I can't show you my impressive basement, and I've already been in your shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm showing you my. All right, basement. well, it's gonna kick us off just now. Thanks, right, man. Thank, Thank you for having us. No worries. Cheers.